and welcome everyone. I am Caleb Flaggy and this is the Made in Gainesville podcast. On this show, you'll hear stories and get insights from business owners and leaders from across the nation that have ties to Gainesville. On this episode, we'll hear from Brad Stumpf, co-owner of UF Mover Guys, a full-service moving company in Gainesville. Brad and I will discuss marketing and how he has maintained a 4.9 star rating on Google with over 500 reviews, how to keep your clients happy by keeping your employees happy, as well as some hilarious mishaps and unusual things he has been asked to move. Enjoy! How did UF Mover Guys come together? So about uh, 12 years ago, my business partner, Jordan, um, had a pickup truck and he wanted to make some extra money. He had been selling things off and on on Craigslist and saw an opportunity to, to move things too. So he put an ad in, someone answered it, needed a desk moved. Desk actually flew out of the back of the truck at Archer and 34th, went into about 20 pieces. He got the desk back together and delivered it to people and still got paid. He said, oh man, if I mess this up and I still made money, you know, we can we can go far from there. So it was kind of the the blooming of of the business, and we've we've come a long way from one pickup truck to eleven trucks in the fleet now. So, so how do you get involved, and how did it evolve into a more legitimate <clears throat> business? One of our mutual best friends was my neighbor. They were all friends and counselors at Camp Crystal together when they were in college, um, and Jordan and I became friends through them. And uh, I was actually at Kanapaha Middle School as a um, ESE specialist, so I was in charge of all the middle school special ed programs in the county and was going to be an assistant principal at Mabane Middle School when he offered me a job that was a lot better. Financially, I went to one of my mentors who's, who was a principal at the time and asked him how long it would take me to make that much money, and he told me 30 years. So it, it was kind of a no-brainer. I felt bad that it was two weeks before the school year started that I bailed on her, but uh, it was uh, it was the right decision for me. So, what types of clients do you serve, and what kind of stuff do you move? We man, we move everything. So, um, from a six thousand square foot house in the mountains last week to you know just a couple pieces of furniture across town. So, we have options to help almost everyone. Uh, we do full packs, we do unpacking. I can send a handyman with my guys, and we can mount all your mirrors, your TV, hang your curtains for you, do the full package, unpack your boxes so when you come, it's completely turnkey. That's not our most popular package. Most people want to at least unpack their own stuff. Um, Packing-wise, a lot of people will pack most stuff and just leave like the kitchen in the china cabinet because it's the most tedious. And so we can go in for a couple hours the day before the move, and get all the stuff you don't really want to pack yourself and get that packed up. You said you moved somebody in the mountains. I was under the impression you were just a local company. But no, we, we go, we play, pretty much do moving anywhere in the SEC. So we have our DOT number. We can go around. But financially, it really doesn't make sense the further you go out. So an Allied or a Mayflower or a big national company is going to you know do the move from Gainesville to Charlotte, let's say. And then... They'll pick up another move in Charlotte and take that someplace else where I don't have a network to move people back from Charlotte. So it's a, they call it a deadhead in the industry. And so it costs me a little bit more to do it. And those costs transfer to the, the clients. Um, the people we get are, you know, they finish their fellowship here and they get a nice relocation package and they just say move. 
and they don't really care about the price and they want one company, they don't want a national company. Um, and it has some good advantages. My policies are different and you know that it's the same three guys who loaded you. The way the national companies work is they'll have one employee who's the driver of the semi-truck or the moving truck. He'll come into town. He'll try to hire some like freelance movers and if he can't find them, he goes by labor ready and picks up day laborers to come into your house. So you know that all my guys are going to be background checked and drug tested and and you know upstanding guys whereas you have no idea what you're going to get when you hire through a broker or a, a national company. Something that caught my eye was that you have a 4.9 star rating on Google with over 500 reviews. That seems like something that's really difficult to achieve in the moving business. I'm sure, you know, when you're in the business of handling you know, moving so many items, something has to go wrong at some point, something has to get broken, a customer is not happy. How do you maintain those consistent five-star reviews? Well, um, I keep my guys really happy. Uh, they get review bonuses if they get a review. And, you know, when, when your customer or when your workers are happy, they take care of your company. So they're pretty good about making sure that they take care of the customers. And I never leave anyone hanging. So the moving industry standard is 60 cents per pound for damage replacement. So if you have a $1,000 curved flat screen 4K TV that costs you $1,000 and they break it and it weighs 30 pounds, they're going to get you a check for $18. And uh, we have standard, we call it, we can't sell insurance because I'm not an insurance agent, but we call it valuation in the moving industry. And we evaluate up to $1,000 with a $100 deductible free on every move. So you know, I broke your nine, your $1,000 TV, you'd get a check for $900 from me. And if, you know, Mayflower broke your $1,000 TV, you'd get $18 from them. So it's just the way we stand behind our customers. We make sure we don't ever leave anyone hanging. You can purchase additional valuation if you want to for, you know, a nominal fee. You know, we have covered as much as $50,000 per, uh, per move. Um, and so when people call in and they say, are you licensed and insured? I, I try to educate them. Yes, we're licensed and insured, but that means completely different things than I think than what they're asking. Are you asking if I'm going to cover damages? If my guys fall, are they going to sue you? That kind of thing. So to be a mover in Florida, you have to have $50,000 worth of cargo insurance and commercial auto insurance. That's it. You don't have to have liability and you don't have to have workers' comp. So it's a separate issue in the state, you don't have to have workers' comp to be a moving company, um, but you know, division of workers' comp says you do. But most moving companies, even in town, don't have workers' compensation for their employees. So if someone gets hurt, even though they're charging you $50 less an hour than me, and they get hurt on your property, that company has no coverage for you to, to prevent you from being you know, liable. What are some highlights of things that have gone wrong and how did you fix them? Uh, you know, like I said before, we just stand behind our clients and you have to have to eat it sometimes and make sure that, you know, I'd rather have a good review and you, you know, you do wrong to one person, they tell a thousand people and you do right by a thousand people and they tell five people. So, you know, it's, but you, you really, with the, with the way the internet is now, if you get a bad review or they go viral on some bad thing that happened, it's a, it's not worth it, you know, just to, you kind of have to maintain, you take care of people, customer's always right, and, and do right by people. Uh, specifically, I'm trying to think with like the worst thing, 
I think a big green egg broke on a move to St. Pete one time, and that was pretty expensive. It was like not a big green egg. It was one this guy bought in Singapore from a NASA engineer that he could control the temperature down to the half degree by his phone. And it was like a $6,000 grill. I think that's probably the worst thing we've ever broken. It's, uh, but that we, we've been pretty blessed, you know, knock on wood, to uh, make sure that our guys are really safe with people's stuff. Have you ever moved anything that made you really nervous? Like, this could be really bad if something went wrong? Besides we have. The, the yeah, we, we moved a $120,000 Steinway Grand Piano from a third floor music room in a house on the Suwannee River. That was pretty pretty nerve-wracking. Um, moved, uh, and I still have them in storage. A customer had three uh, crystal chandeliers that her grandparents had bought in Sweden in 1887. And uh, chandeliers are pretty tough to move, so that's probably like, the most difficult thing. Um, now, when you move something like that, do you have to take any sort of precaution ahead of time, like maybe buying some sort of insurance policy or, or how does that work well i mean it that's up to the client so they can purchase a separate insurance policy through their homeowner's insurance they can purchase valuation coverage from me or there's a third party mover insurance company that'll pay out but they don't pay out much better than the 60 cents per pound so it's it doesn't make much sense to me um but on our end you know every piece of crystal gets bubble wrapped we hire an electrician to come in disconnect it and then we build a special box where the chandelier hangs in the box and then it's wired to all sides of it to make sure that it's uh you know nice and safe it's not going anywhere so just out of curiosity if you just drop that piano from the third floor what like what is the protocol after that i mean i'd obviously put in an insurance claim and so it depends on what coverage option that i mean if they had paid for 120,000 worth of valuation then my $2 million liability policy would have kicked in and we would have bought them a new $120,000 piano. So not, I mean, the probably thing weighs a thousand pounds. So you'd get what? 6,000 bucks if you were, uh, if you didn't go any other way. But so the difference between 6,000 and $120,000 would have been the lowest. What has been the most unusual thing that you've moved? Well, some people, you know, aren't real, uh, as private, I guess, as I would be and you would probably be. And they, they keep some of their, like, adult toys sitting out when we go to do pack jobs. We moved a life-size painting of the of a, of a guy, and he had a nude life-size painting of himself in the dining room. <laughs> you know, some people keep uh, their kids' umbilical cords and shadow boxes on the wall, and we have to pack those up. But, yeah, the, the we did move a, a couple life-size sex dolls for people and those things they weigh as much as a person it's tough you need three guy carry so it's a uh, you have to create those up or? We, yeah we, we built custom boxes for them and bubble wrapped them as quick as we could to get up so you didn't want looking at it anymore but yeah we, we've moved some some crazy stuff um you know we can't move chemicals and explosives and things like that but moved a uh boxing simulator in for a guy who uh brought us in and he's like well you probably shouldn't be in here but i need to get this out of my office or my my game room is now turning into my wife's art studio at home and i don't have any other place to put this and he was building uh you know top secret stuff for the military for phalanx defense in the things he's like you just can't take your phones in there you know 
it was pretty cool to watch him. It's now declassified as we was building those Mantis vehicles in there. That was pretty cool to see. He's like, yeah, you can't take pictures, but come on in. That's awesome. Looks like a Batmobile. Do you have any amusing stories that you can tell me other than the uh, sex dolls? Yeah. So, um, you know, how we take care of our customers. My guys moved um, a family in, and they scratched the wood floor trying to scoot the piano back to the wall where they want it. So... um, we hired a flooring company who came in and apparently clogged the toilet. Toilet overflowed, flooded the house, and then he wanted me to pay for his uh, all the wood floors in his whole house plus a new toilet. And uh, that's the one that's over my head. I sent it to my insurance company, and they ruled that it wasn't my fault. But it was, uh, it was pretty crazy that I was trying to do the right thing, and then, like, <laughs> no good deed goes unpunished. I could have told him. You know, no, I won't fix it for you. But, you know, because they had to pull flooring out and then put flooring back in. It's uh, still not sure exactly what happened with that one. I had a listener say that I needed to ask you about the party bus. Is that something we can talk about on air? It sounds a little questionable. No, the party bus is great. So we bought a Mercedes Sprinter from uh, Don Shula uh, from the Dolphins. And uh, we use it to take out business partners, referral partners, get to use it for free or almost free. Uh, we rent it out for people who want to just take it out to. We, uh, it's my kind of a go-to silent auction is four hours on the party bus or six hours on the party bus with a driver for free. And uh, more people will bid on that than, than moving services for sure. Um, but it's great. Seats eight people in the back. It's a full bar. It's a lot of fun. You know, we took it down to the Miami game couple weeks ago do you experience you know being a college town seasonal business fluctuations <clears throat> oh yeah so um go from 20 to 25 moves a day 30 to 35 guys working to you know like today we only had six moves so it's definitely a seasonal thing where the the college students you know it's probably 10 to twenty thousand leases turnover in a six-week period during the during the summer so some people move early because they're done with school, and so that's definitely a fluctuation. But also, people want to move before their kids start school, so that's another big push. And people want to wait till the end of the school year to move their kids. So at the beginning of the summer, there's a push. Um, we do a lot of big residential homes as well as the students during the turn because it's just there's you know probably 20 moving companies in town. Students usually are going with the cheaper option. They don't have they don't have the same expensive furniture like you have in this office. You wouldn't want the unlicensed guys off Craigslist to do it, but if you bought all your furniture at Walmart, you just have a mattress on a floor and you don't really care, I kind of understand them going with the bargain movers for some of it. But we market to the nicer apartment complexes. We market to some of the parent groups um, just who don't want to drive up from Miami and move their kids. They can, you know, usually we move someone once, their parents come up for the first year that they're switching apartments or moving out of the dorm and then they trust us and we move them every summer after that so it's a uh, it's nice to be you know we even have probably 30 people every summer who just mail us keys their kids aren't coming we go in pack the apartment bring it to our storage for a couple weeks and while they're in between apartments and deliver it when they get back up here and they're super happy so how does the storage space work i mean it kind of seems like there'd be kind of some variable need there how do you account for that yeah so we have a big warehouse uh, not like your traditional mini storage we have an air-conditioned warehouse where 
uh, Brazenton Outfitters used to be next door to Hogan's and kind of use it as our short-term store. I mean, some people we've had in there for over a year and a half now because we've been in the space for about uh, almost two and a half years. But it's, uh, you know, sometimes they're in there for two weeks and sometimes they're in there for, you know, three months while they're building their new house. You know, they uh, a lot of the problem they're having is they list their house and then it sells in two days or a week and they were hoping it would last all the way up until you know their new house is done and now they have no place to live for because they got above asking price with the way the market is they have to take it and so they go we move some of their stuff to an apartment temporarily bring the rest of it back to the warehouse and then once they close we deliver everything as soon as there's an additional fee for storage there is yeah so i mean it as a business, it lets me get two moves instead of one and a storage fee. So it's been really good for us. How do you grow the business? How have you been growing it? So a lot of it's word of mouth, but, um, you know, we pretty aggressive. We think we were the first company to really focus on our SEO and our web presence in town. Um, we really focus on our reviews to make sure that our Google rating stays at the top. And that's why we've been number one on Google since I came aboard. Um, and then just really focus networking. So uh, BNI chapter, Builders Association, Apartment Association, GATCAR, all those things we were really involved in. Uh, BNI and Builders the most, but just being visible. You know, a lot of times we get referrals. You know, the day after I see someone out at a dinner or something, I'll get a referral from that person. So it's being visible, reminding them that you're there, so they remember to refer you. So you said you know you move students, you move you know full houses in the mountains. Uh, how do you manage the different client service expectations? Well, we treat every client the same. Like, you know, if you have a $450 move across town or you have a $7,000 move in town, we're going to treat you the same. You know, we have really, really great crew leaders right now. And uh, my guys care about the company, which is, you know, hard to, we have a good culture and we, uh, maintain that you know if you don't want to be here then you're not going to be here so you know they're do it our way and we're going to take care of you or if you're ready to move on you know no one wants to be a mover forever so once they're ready to that point I, you know, i'll help them you know wh- what do you want to do do you want to go get another job if you don't want to be here so we, we really have that good family atmosphere where i help them you know if they want to be here we're going to take care of them if they don't then you know we help them move along the way um but it's we try to take care of everyone the same way. And speaking of, you know, your staff, how do you manage the, you know, like during turn when you need tons of employees versus? <clears throat> sure. Yeah, I mean, a lot of them eliminate themselves with their school schedule right afterwards. So uh, a lot of my temporary staff is college students. Um, sure. A lot of my, most of my team leaders are not. So they take these kids, they go through a training program at the beginning of the summer, and then... Um, you know, if it's a two-guy move, like I was moving for you and your wife, and you only hired two movers, I'll probably send three or four if it's beginning of the summer, just so these guys can learn. It could be a teaching moment. Customers love it because they now have four movers on their job, and they're only paying for two. Um, and we like it because there's actually, because we can move so much faster with four, your expectations when we charge hourly are still going to be met or exceeded um, but we have time to sit and teach them. You know, if I only sent, if I sent a new guy and one team leader to your house and he spent a lot of time teaching, you'd be upset. Mm-hmm. But if I send 
four guys and they get the job done faster than the estimated time and you know got great service no one really cares so it's kind of our on the job plus they do a training program through us as well all right well thanks for coming on the show yeah